Good morning, good evening, and afternoon, everyone listening to Luke News. Today we got a very special episode, episode 10. It's about the Australian wildfires. With me, my Australia connection, my Aussie bro from another Mo, Mr. Lewis. How we doing, Lewis? How's it going, man? Good. So you surviving out there? Oh, it's, it's hard, but we're getting there, man. Well, also in this in this uh, episode details, I'm going to post a to link to several um, donation links there, several organizations. If you uh, you know feel inclined to uh, donate toward the Australian wildfires, but anyways, we're going to get into it here real quick and hear a few stories here and what it looks like or has been not just from a media perspective so uh so how's it been so far with uh you know everything going on there Luke? ace so um it's like i live in a, a small town so I'm, I'm about two hours away from the major bushfires up in the blue mountains there man but we cop all the smoke eh? every last bit of it just pouring down into the west I don't know if you've uh, seen some of the pictures they're getting around, but yeah, that stuff's pretty hazardous, man. That is crazy. Too. I heard pouring there was a, what is that? It's just pouring in. Like some days, uh, you get a nice clear one, and then the next, mad smoky, man. Yeah, I heard the uh, seen that snap. Remember that Snapchat uh, picture you sent me? That was. Yeah. I didn't know if it come up or not, eh? but. Turns the sky a nice shade of pink. Oh yeah, it came up. I was like, "Good night, man." That's why I was making sure you saw. I was like, "Good lord!" But I heard there's a lot of uh, not only acres that were destroyed, but I heard there's a lot of wildlife. I mean, like the number count in wildlife. Definitely, man. It's kind of bringing out some of the best in in human beings. You're seeing all those pictures of like people picking up wildlife off the side of the road. I was watching some video of this guy that's got some like three or four koalas and a, a wallaby, I think, in the back of his car. And just little things like that, man. It's just, it's, it really pulls on your heartstrings. Yeah. Yeah. I seen that on the, on the news. It was like a, there was a, yeah, the car, the, there was, shoot, man, probably about five or six koalas inside that car. It's heartbreaking to see all the, the cattle that are having to get put down, man, with the severe burns. No. Oh. Summer's just a wild time. Yeah. Does that mean is it getting any better now? Or is it still I mean is it still just a blaze? Uh, we've had a we had a couple of days of rain, so it's actually it's it's looking better, man. Good. Good. I mean it's been it's been I mean it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a couple of months. Like that month of December was probably the peak of looking at it now in hindsight. That would have had to have been the peak, just so raging. Good night. Yeah, I don't I don't think it got enough attention from the very beginning, you know, like honestly in the states, I mean we didn't hear much. You you know what I mean, for if it wasn't for yeah, like it's, platforms it's, like Twitter and stuff with trending you know, it almost comes down just the way Australians react to things. It's kind of people kind of just shrug things off. But when people sort of sat back and like, well, you know, this thing's kind of out of it's kind of kind of out of control here. Started yeah. getting real wild. Everyone, like I remember when the smoke started first pouring in around September, yeah, maybe August, and we're just 
expecting a couple of fires again, you know, just a regular regular summer. Everything's pretty dry. We've been in a bit of drought. That is, that is great. So is there any stories, anything interesting happen? I mean, like, from your perspective, you, did you encounter anything or go through uh, anything? Yes, December, man. I, I took a trip up to, to Sydney. So you got to go through the Blue Mountains where the fire's getting pretty, um, pretty intense up there. You'd be traveling along, man, the, just on the highways in general, like what you'd consider just your normal entryways into a major city, just full of, full of smoke. I think they eventually closed it off for a day or two. Just Like if you picture that as a, a major city, their entries and exits are closed off because of how close the fire's getting. Just, you can't have your windows down because it's deemed as 10 times a, like the level of a hazardous. So I think uh, I was looking at something, man. I said it's the equivalent of smoking seven cigarettes or something. Like that's that's pretty pretty rough when you put it into a scale like that. Oh yeah, and when you think about it, like us as humans, I mean, we can avoid that kind of stuff. But you know, uh, there's tons of wildlife out there in general. You, you know, they may look all right now, but who knows? You know, how much they've taken off their life uh, when this is all over. You know, definitely, definitely. Just on the way up there, man, just seeing all the burnt, all the burnt forests. It's, it's it's pretty easy to see when it's, you know, miles and kilometers and just hectares and hectares of burnt forage. It, it's it's something to see. You know, it might not happen again for a while. And yeah. hopefully it doesn't. Yeah, I heard it's one of the biggest, you know, the biggest things that's happened with Australia in, in quite some time. Definitely. Have you seen some of those um, comparison maps? No, no, no. So, yeah, there's these comparison maps, man, of like uh, how big it is compared to, say, to Britain, to America, to uh, different countries. And it massive, man. Like, you, it takes up uh, the lower southern section of England, I think. It's bigger than that. Just, it puts it into perspective for it. It's pretty wild. Yeah. My heart goes out to those people that uh, had their homes burned down. Yeah, that's, man, yeah, seeing that and trying to think, um, I mean, is there an endangered, I mean, koalas and whatnot? I mean, you know, endangered animals. Definitely got some um, pretty respectable animals that are, that are copping it. So we've got, like, wallabies, you know, they're kind of an Australian icon. And they're out there in the scrub having to cop the brunt of it. You've got koalas. They, they might stink a bit, man, but. <laughs> they're, 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 they're copping it. I've seen, I've seen a picture of uh, one that was had a bit of his fur scorched, and it kind of makes you just want to get out there and help some of the firefighters. Just oh, I know. Do you do your part? You know, part definitely goes out to them fighters, man. I mean, and there's a lot of this volunteer as well, isn't it? You know, yeah, I mean, they're there's not, a lot not of volunteers, paid. man. All this, they're not getting paid. Yeah, there's a lot of debate about. Whether they should or shouldn't get paid, I don't. I don't see why they shouldn't get something. You know, a little bit of compensation for this hard work. Oh yeah, between fighting the fires and not working the regular job, you know what I mean, and risking it, you know, to help putting others, their, putting their lives on the line for it. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think this donate money, of course, you know, should go to rebuild. You know, what I mean, through all that. But I do think there should be like a fund set up through the donations for everybody who did fight that fire, you know? 
So at least you know they can feel like they've been their their work didn't go unappreciated. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it's and it's probably still far from over. At least when this is all said and done, kind of like a hurricane. You know, after it hits, you know, when it's hitting, it's the first fight, but then the after effect, the cleanup. You got a lot of people that are going to be homeless. Mm-hmm. A lot of fire ravaged countryside. Oh man, um, sure them kangaroos that we've had plenty of stories. You and I about the <laughs> kangaroos. <laughs> I'm sure they're out scot free. I'm sure they're probably the first There's ones. A lot of kangaroos. There. Hopefully they. Hopefully most of them got away. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of wildlife, right? Because in the Blue Mountains, man, there's just there's so much wildlife just in the way of those fires. So the Blue Mountains is is primarily so, where it hit, or where it was at. Uh, that's the part I experienced, but yeah, all up the countryside, man. Like the the, the country's on fire. I forget how many acres it said when I was looking at it. There was a there was a lot. Uh, it just going off the maps by memory, man. Like just massive. That's that is in, insane though. Still, and like I said, it's kind of what this pod, you know, what this episode is pretty much is bringing awareness to. Is I mean, I know at this point, at least from the states, is that we're all aware, but this is mostly just to bring, you know, also it's just a location where you could easily donate to, to several, at least the common several, uh, you know, organizations to. To help give back and to help rebuild and, and everything for those poor. Like oh, I'm fortunate to be far enough away from major bushfires, but like close enough to see that it, it's big, man. Like, Absolutely, I'm, I'm very fortunate that not in a path of those fires. Yeah, and then I think there was uh, at the time I counted or counted at the time I seen. I think there was like what, like thirty, thirty-three deaths at the time, you know, from all this. Yes, yeah, I was looking at it. I think, or thirty. Uh, I think. Yeah, it's a, it's approximately thirty, man. Like, just I was looking at um, a small town that got hit, and even that, like, I'm a small town, so I picture myself being in, around that town. But yeah. some, there's close to like fifteen hundred houses that have been destroyed just in New South Wales, man. Like. That's a, that's a lot of families that have just lost everything. If you could just, yeah, if you can just think, and even if just, you know, you say about 1,500 houses, if you could just say each house just had just roughly just one person only, that's still 1,500 relocations. Yeah, I've just pulled up something now, man, like 10 million hectares. 10 million hectares have burnt so far. That's That's crazy. That is... That is insane, man. Some of the tragedy and just a. I mean, the worst part's knowing what the problem is, and then trying your best to fight it, but you just can't stop it. I think that would be pretty pretty mind boggling. Couldn't imagine having to get out there and fight those fires. Though. No, no. I mean, you you were mentioning how hot it was. You know, and being all suited up. The temperature alone. Yeah. Imagine strapping and, on those uh, big firefighter clothing, eh? Yeah, and being, you know I me, mean, like when you have a campfire and it gets a little too big, how warm it feels. 
Yeah, imagine. Yeah, I just like my heart goes off to him, mate. Yeah, no, these you know, these these fighters out there, man. There's definitely yeah, definitely goes out toward them. Did you, did you hear about uh, how the fires? They're they're so big, they're creating their own like little weather pattern. Really? Yeah, so it's creating like a a, a firefighter lost his life sadly. Uh, it created some sort of weather phenomenon above it because of how big and intense it is. So that like a mini tornado and flipped his truck. No. Just, it just goes to show you how big these things are. I didn't know if I could do that. No, no, that's, and you know, those fighters, they got, they got families. They do. You know, and, yeah. and he had a young, young girl, man, as, as parents ourselves, you know. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, uh, you know, heart wrenching to, to, to see all this happen here, but, Luckily, I, I do hope it's on the decline, you know, to get to a point where you can just clean up and and rebuild, and hopefully people can eventually, you know, get back to their their houses. It's or, you know, to eventually. look like it's on its way to improvement, but you you never know. I don't want to jinx or anything, so touch wood. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the I think that's what they talk about. The the one thing that's scary about fires in general is. Is that they can just you know take off though out of nowhere or a certain hit, hit a, a certain arsonists man like a couple of people setting the fires kind of makes you sick really yeah even one of them was a um, a volunteer firefighter himself he must have been looking for a bit of a bit of fame you know saved some sort of story to go along with him so he peaks his confidence with the women or something like that wow yeah that's yeah, that definitely makes you just want, especially if you you know you got a family member that that is a fighter, and you hear some guy or or whoever trying to start a fire, and you know it definitely take a lot not to want to go strangle that person who was trying to start it. Oh no, there's, there's no need for it. The fires, there's enough fire. You don't need somebody starting one. So. No, no. Now have they? I don't even know, but the, when it started, when it first started. I mean, was this first started naturally, or was it the first? Because there's so much dry litter on the ground. Yeah, I think it just started naturally. Okay, I was just I was just curious from that point because, yeah, like I said, honest, yeah. But I think there's a majority of it that started naturally, and then you just got those few firebugs that just happened to add to it. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, like I said, it's just when it hit the estates, you know, started becoming really. Trendy, I guess you would say, and a bad term to use. Trendy would be the best word. Yeah, yeah. When it's, um, I don't know how far it was actually progressed, you know, since then, or how long that evolved. I think it would have been uh, approaching the peak of it by then. Yeah. Is when it really started to pick up momentum. Uh, the, the only thing I can, the closest I've had of a fire in general was, uh, you know, I live about probably five hours from Tennessee, the Smoky Mountains, and I remember whenever that caught a blaze, which was pretty, uh, pretty crazy, just because it was in the area we always vacation at. So we did. I know what you mean by the whole looks of things, because we took a vacation, um, you know, probably a few months after the fire, and you could see, you know, the the devastation and and where it happened. And it is 
just mind blowing. It's just a lot of black. But yeah. you see a lot of a lot of regrowth, man. I guess in a way it's kind of kind of the forest re rebirthing itself in a way. It's just tragic yeah. that people had to get caught up in it. Yeah, yeah, that's between that and you know, wildlife in general and just just everything. Even not even the the non like uh indigenous wildlife, man, like just a lot of a lot of cattle, a lot of sheep that you see pictures of them just singed. Yeah. You don't really have a choice or know what's going yeah. on. You gotta think what do they have the mindset to know to, to run? Yeah. Obviously they'd feel the heat, but it's kind of tragic because they're stuck behind fences and stuff. But. I was going to say, I mean, it's a good point. I mean, you can only run, you can only run as far as you're allowed. I know, and the poor buggers are stuck there. Yeah, it's always, you know, it's always a sad thing there. And I think we'll, I think everybody be happy once it's, once it's just over and can just rebuild, you know. Hopefully winter brings a lot of rain. So now when is your winter exactly? So it's your winter now, isn't it? Yeah. So we're we're in peak summer. So we'll hit autumn. Uh, what is it? Our summer ends at the end of February. Yeah, it's just crazy how we. Uh... <laughs> I just so... I was trying to match up when it would be with you. <laughs> I know, man. Like our so winter isn't necessarily your... over. Yeah, so your summer would technically be our winter. Oh, summer. I'm not looking forward. Sitting on the other side of the globe. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to summer, man. I'm not a... uh, I don't know. Honestly, I'm an autumn guy. What the... It's 111 degrees Fahrenheit. I think was our temperature that I was looking at the other day. What is that again? Sorry. So 111 degrees Fahrenheit was our temperature just the other day, man. That is that is insane, man. We've had a, you know, with heat indexes and whatnot. We've had a few, and of course, I've had issues with my with my company van, and uh, only time I actually had problems with it was one time the AC during the peak. It was like the hot heat index of 100 something. Good night. Nothing's worse than a fat bearded man with no circulation of air. Oh, you can't put the windows down because it's just hot air. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's just, you don't know if it's worse or better. It just heats you up so quick. I got, I got rings in my ears, man, and it feels like they were starting to gather a bit of, a bit of warmth <laughs> just from the air coming in. You can almost feel them heating up. <laughs> Oh, shoot. I think another funny thing, comparison between, like, the States and uh, Australia is that you see so many, would you say you see, you know, I mean, you see a handful of kangaroos. When you see, when we do. Yeah. Oh, everywhere, man. Like your deer. But I think it's funny how we have, like, we go to the zoo, and they got, like, the, uh, you know, they got split up in exhibits and stuff. But you look over and they're like, over here is three or four kangaroos. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sitting in their exhibit. <laughs> yes. So I can, I can just duck over the other side of town, man, where it's real, 
oh, it's a, it's actually quite a nice little estate we got there, and they just they bop around the houses, man, like big kangaroos too, like ones that put anyone's body to shame, like a bodybuilder's body. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if they do a push ups or something, but <laughs> God, they're so jacked, man. I just I, sure one one was on steroids or something. <laughs> I I think my biggest fear would be getting a fist fight with one. Oh, you'd lose for sure. That would. Do you see uh, that uh, video of that guy fighting one over his dog? No, no, no. Was there it kind of contradicts fight? what I just said, but yeah, it, it had his dog, so he walked over. He ends up punching it, man. Like, it probably wouldn't be hard to find, but it's it's worth a watch. <laughs> Did he win? He he won, I think. It backed down by the looks of it. I wouldn't I, want I, to go up against one of those big ones, though. No, and they get pretty big, don't they? Massive, man. That is. They do shocking damage to your car. <laughs> shocking damage. Uh, does people have them as pets? Just curiosity well, factor. Look, as as a kid, man, we um, uh, we went hunting, so to speak, and I remember there was this little Joey, and we ended up raising it for a while. But they they just they grow up, you know. You got you got to set them free. They get become rebellious. <laughs> oh no, they'll start boxing me. Sure, you got to set them free. But, you know, some some people raise them. You know, I think I think it's one of the funnest things that we we do together, you and I. Because for anybody who don't know, we've known each other for like nine, ten years, long something time. like yeah, yeah, long time. And I think one of the biggest things that we were intrigued, you know, um, being together would be. Just the comparisons, you, you know, the differences, I guess. Uh, so starkly different. Oh, shoot. Of course, when I first, when I first met Ace, the first thing I was thinking about was one person, the only person I know, which is Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> and, and that is it. That's like the only thing I, you know, it's, a, it's the only thing we know. I mean, growing up in the States is... I mean, there's no really nobody else that you really know of. It's iconic, I guess. Growing up, is he, was he truly Australian? I, look, I, I'm not even sure. He's, he sounds Australian. Yeah. <laughs> if, if he's not me, he does it? He does a great accent. Like you know, I, I, you know, not being, not going to, never been to Australia. I picture like everybody, every dude. Looking like Crocodile Dundee. Oh, look, you come further west and they start to, they sort of start to do. Really? You get a lot of people wearing Cobras and you get the whole country vibe going. It's not, it's not Texas country vibe, but it's in its own form. Yeah. It's, it's, and the most iconic thing is that you, well, you already know it, what I'm about to say. But the whole, that's not a knife. This is a knife. Well, what was I doing? I was hooking into some ice cream and yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not a spoon. This is a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can't believe that was that was nine, ten years ago. I know, man. It's just good night. None of us had kids. I mean, I was, I was still in school myself. As well, really? as, well yeah. as you. You were still in school. Man, so much like, time's passed. Oh, I know. Still playing Call of Duty. Yes, yes. Still, see, still, still living strong in the series. 
We're loyal customers, mate. Yes, yes. For anybody that's uh, potentially a, you know, a developer or anything with public relations, we yeah, love you guys, and uh, we should get something free. Uh, yeah, I'll back that completely. <laughs> We've been doing this long enough. Definitely loyal supporters. Definitely. Yeah, I miss those days. World of War, mate. Yeah, World of War was... And I, what I liked about the old school was that there was no limits to anything. We all... I mean, for one, that's how we met. There wasn't nothing you know, segregated. There wasn't no, okay, we'll keep this part to this part, and we're not going to talk to the French, or we're not going to talk to you know, anybody else, Germany, or anybody else. But back in the day, there was no filters, man. We would just, I mean, we jump into something that was different language, and we didn't know what was being said. Just sort of got to hang in there. <laughs> just got to go with them. A lot of good French players did. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, it's funny how we're, we're brought up and raised on how we perceive things. Because, like, the only thing I know French is uh, a wee wee. That's it. More than me. <laughs> I know, like, the only, like, the Eiffel Tower is being iconic. You yeah. know, that's it. You've got the Arc de Triomphe in there, too. <laughs> I have seen a scary paranormal thing, though. I have seen there's, like, freaking underground city, like, tons of catacombs and stuff, like, below, somewhere in France. Oh, they got all the, the skulls and stuff, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, that would be... Good night, man. That's one job I wouldn't want was uh, a person that, you know, works even where I live at, but, you know, lifting the big manhole covers and going underneath the city and stuff in like the sewage or the water system, sewage system. That'd how, be a creepy job. How old are those French catacombs? What are they? Mm-hmm. How old are the catacombs? Like, it, it's hard to think just how much time's passed, like compared to like modern times. Oh, I know. I know, dude. Uh, I I watched a, a documentary of, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I never, I, I say I don't believe it, but I've never been there, never experienced it. But there's somewhere in, in France, there's a small, like, little spot in the city. I guess if you go through it or in it or whatever, then, like, you can see, I don't know what, like, people from different you know time errors like a time lapse like a time warp oh really yeah some weird stuff man i've got i've got to jump over the sea and go see some of this world (laughs) (laughs) i i I have no around this country i have no one thing though i watched a documentary or a um animal planet on it was like i think it was 10 of the most deadliest creatures or whatever it was and like majority of them were in australia it's just half our luck man <laughs> you, want, work- you want to go swimming in the beach yeah you gotta you gotta fight with at least two or three of them <laughs> i think the worst thing is i hate if you know me i mean i don't like snakes but like a snake don't freak me out maybe it's just because well I'm, spiders okay that's where I'm at. I hate spiders. There's just they just creep me out. I hate the legs. I hate the way they look. I hate the way they walk. Whatever. But where I live at, if I go in the water, 
like a pool or whatever, I'm safe. Ain't no spider going to go in there without dying. But then I watched Australia. And you got that really thick black spider that's like aquatic and swims in the water. Man, I pull them out of my pool filter all the time. Mm. You know, you got to stick your hands in to clear that filter out. <laughs> oh my you see them bopping around on the surface, man. I'm, I'm not a spider person. I'm not a snake person. I'm not a spider person. The spiders, oh, man. Oh. I mean, are they pretty good size? Oh, they're, they're at least the size of, um, say, go from your thumb knuckle down to your fingernail. At least that big, man. That's... Just, they look at you. They look at you like, you know, you stick your hand down here and it's on, mate. I promise you. Uh, and they could probably, you know, latch on or attach themselves to you in the water, I'd assume. Yeah, it's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> Not a uh, fan. I think that I think the I wouldn't want to go there, but then I seen the camel. I got a you know cousin that was in the military, and he would go to sleep, but they always check their sheets before they go to sleep when they're uh, overseas because them big old camel spiders. Oh, I've seen some pictures of that man. They're, they're wild looking. Uh, yeah, I've seen them on camels, and they look humongous on camels. I couldn't imagine like if they were like. So, you know, where you lived at, they were so normal that they were in your house, like a house spider. Yeah. There's, there's, they got like uh, those pincer-looking things, man. They, it really yeah. thin. I, I hate their legs. Real thin legs. You'd hate huntsmen's then, man. Uh, I just can't believe how big they get. And it's, it's quite a shock when you just look. Like, you'd be sitting in your room, you just look up, and they're just on the wall. <laughs> just... <laughs> Sit up there trying to pay rent or something. Taking up half your space. I mean, could could you imagine though? You know, going to sleep and like they're so big that you to see like your covers moving, like a hand under your covers. Oh, oh man, I'm looking at looking at sleep right just thinking about <laughs> it. I mean, I've never had something. The only thing that's ever creeped me out is I was in a tent. I was camping outside. And I had a humongous, like Katie did. And I, it was hot. So I slept, of course, in my skibbies and no shirt on. And I felt something in the night. And it was that Katie did was attached. It was pretty good size. Attached to my ribs. And I just remember, like, reaching for it in my sleep. And I finally ripped it off and slung it. But then I thought to myself, okay, it's off me. But I had a small tent. I was like, that thing's in a corner. It's still in my tent. But uh, anything that attaches itself to your skin makes me like goosebumps. Oh, I, I can't. I can't deal with just anything that's um, the, think, the thought of something latching onto you, man. Like, and how, uh, how big did you say your tent was? My tent was not big. It was a one-person tent. It was, it was whenever uh, I was actually dating well, my wife now, Brittany. So I slept outside by myself. I, like, I didn't want to sleep in the camper because I wanted to be more uh, more uh, outdoorsman. So I slept in my in little one-man tent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would be punching my feet, feet through the bottom of that tent and running. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, everybody's in a camper. And here I am also. Somebody left, like, food out. And between raccoons and then weird enough, um, there was, like, a group. I don't know what you call it, a group of them, but there's a group of skunks that came waddling in. 
wish we got some skunks over here, man. Besides the shooting spray from their ass, like <laughs> they're, kind of, they're kind of cute looking, you know. You get, I'll trade you one kangaroo for one skunk, dude. I would love to see where I live at. Deer are so domesticated because they know they can't be shot. They're so domesticated that they. I have to scare them away before I get into my door sometimes. Like, are, they, I, are they hostile or anything like that? No, no, not. Only time I had a problem was when me and Brittany were uh, just married. It was over her mom and dad's, and it was real dark, real long driveway in the country, and there was a deer right in the middle of the driveway. So I was playing around, and I said, I said, hey, Britt, flip your lights on and off. Just flick them on and off, and I'm going to see how close I can get to the deer. I could have slapped that thing on the butt, dude. Freaked me out, freaked it out. I ran, fell down, <laughs> tried to get back to the car. It might have thought that, you know, one of those things to come and thought it was going to be uh, make a new friend. Yeah, <laughs> the whole deer in the headlights thing, man. <clears throat> they could paralyze it for a second. I don't know. You should have, you should have whispered in its ear, a little, little joke or something. I thought about trying to ride it. Oh, yeah, you definitely should have tried that. I don't know. Something about um, kangaroos, man. Uh, every time, you know, when you see something in the wild, you sort of you want to pull up and you want to look at it. Yeah, guaranteed, man. Like half the time, you'll find a kangaroo that just sort of it'll either hop away or it'll come at your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> come <laughs> at you. You've got a fifty-fifty chance of whatever it's gonna do. That's insane. So, so yeah, have you ever went to like a park or something? And try to chill out and relax. And then, like, you know, you, like his kangaroo's hopping through, and you're like, man, there's a 50 50 chance. Oh, yeah, hold my, hold my beer. 50 50 same with, same chance. Golf man. Course, man. Really, really. You want to go play some golf? Yeah, well, all right. You got to share that course with the kangaroo. <laughs> and if you find one that's particularly uh, aggressive that day, have fun. Have fun collecting your ball. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's some wild people out there that want to fight them. I just don't. That's that. That's not for me. I'm gonna. That's a battle that I don't need answering to. <laughs> My biggest fear though is, you know, not paying attention and it kick you, like break your ribs or something. Yeah, they got the sharp little like claws. I don't know if they got claws. I'm gonna toenails. I, I'm gonna say toenails, man. They got sharp little toenails. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Look like you could do some damage. Yeah, I can't look. I can't go to an exhibit of any kind and see a kangaroo without first feeling like Crocodile Dundee when I'm totally not. And then second, I just think about you the whole time of like how they're so abundant where you live at, but us were like, you know what I mean, guys? Um, pay a quarter, get some food, feed feed the kangaroo. They're so they're so exotic over there compared to some pests over here. They they are they're so they really are we treat them. If, I'm gonna say if we get a couple from you guys, them kangaroo are gonna live the highest life ever. Oh, I'm like, pretty I'm dirty on kangaroos, man. Like since I hit one in my car, I've just been real real wild towards them. <laughs> Total lack of respect. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, <sighs> I didn't tell you the story. You know pops, right? Yeah, of course. Oh, Pablo oh, Teresa. Um, there was a time that he left my house and, uh, cause you know, him and mom were visiting the kids and stuff. He was leaving and then he, 
And the, the worst part is you can totally picture Pops, okay? He's driving on, of course, you know, I live in a rural area. He's driving, and he sees a, uh, like, like a group of turkeys, like wild turkeys. And he <laughs> stops the car and just, I don't know, you know, just to see if he could. But he, he chases down. Just, remember, still parked on the road. Just gets out of the car. Miles probably like, what are you? Well, she probably knows. Uh, you know, Tim's at it again. <laughs> but um, he runs at this, like, group of wild turkeys. And they're all scattered. But one looks wounded, trying to run away. And dad's trying to attack it. And he, he ended up grabbing it for a second. Ended up hitting it. Hitting it once. Yeah, he ended up hitting it once. He's going to go eat it. But he hit it once, and they end up like Dad said, some evasive move maneuver. But end up pushing God. out, and then it hauled Bud out of there. God, dude, what's it? He just charged into a bunch of turkeys. He just charged. Fun, fun for the weak, the weakest link. <laughs> yeah. He just goes at him. Yeah, he said he ran at him. They all went quick, but one was stumbling, so he just punched it once, and then almost had it, and then it. Just, you know, I guess last ditch effort. Oh, he could have tasted the turkey on his lips by the time he punched it. <laughs> I just picture Pops. I mean, you just picture Pops, man, just stop and wait a second. This gets out of the car and just runs on someone's land and chases a turkey. Yeah, see, I wish I wish we had some wild turkeys that I could hunt, man. We, we got geese. Would you ever go to geese? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I couldn't take on a goose, man. They're just, they're vicious. I will say, I don't know what a kangaroo acts like, but the only comparison has to be a goose. And, like, I've had it where I'm trying to fish with, like, the kids and stuff and Brittany. And, like, this, you know, when a goose is just sitting there, sitting down, chances are it's probably covering an egg or something. And usually it's... Well, I know. They're always... The worst part is when they start making that hiss noise like my little boy uh, right. he was right beside one it was like you know make a noise i said i said buddy back up dude i said it's not it's it's an attack mode it's a warning just try but, try and debate with it try and tell it it's all fine <laughs> like, it's, then, like it's gonna listen them things also they scare you of course of course they're charging but them things from what i've seen when they bite or, or they they pinch and twist almost like a uh, like a, like a purple nurple, you know. Uh, just, if I had to pick between a kangaroo and like a, a goose to fight, man, to, like I'm talking cage match, I'd probably pick the kangaroo. Something <laughs> <laughs> about geese, just they're threatening. They 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 really are. Goose, you know, from what I see, um, you know, a kangaroo, it's more like, oh, come on, come on, dude. To get it, you know, to wait for you. Come on, you know, but a, a goose. You sort of have an idea of what you're up against with a goose. It's it's all like misdirection, you know. They got apparently got like little teeth looking things on their tongues, and that adds uh, some more of the feet. No, no way. I would not. But what would you say is probably one of your, at least where you live, what's one of your things? You think that you hate the worst, like uh, whether it be bug or animal related, but just like a nuisance. Um, probably just a brown snake, man. Just something as simple as a brown snake. Oh, really? 
I, I live on a, a corner house, and we got like this big paddock out the back. Yeah. And, um, you know, it gets a bit, bit grassy, and just, you know, you can lift up a piece of tin, and it can be, as a kid, we had this farm, we lived pieces of tin, you lift them up, and yeah, pop two snakes, man. Really? No, oh, my wife would hate that. Uh, you just don't. Look, and you, you go about your business not thinking about it too much. Yeah. But then, as soon as you come across one, you just get those cold chills, and just knowing they're just, they could be 10 meters away, they could be as close as five. You just, you don't know. That's probably the, the part I don't like the most. See, here's parts where I'm glad I don't live is um, in the States, uh, Arizona, you know, places like that. I mean, it's been a re- rare occurrences, like a black widow was where I live at in Ohio. But, you know, I watched a animal plant, of course. Um, it, was, it was about black widows. It's, it's called something, the black widow family or something like that. But in Arizona, they got knocked their boots and, and all, because there's always black widows in their shoes. And... Yeah, see, I have to d- double check my shoes, man, just because. Oh, you do? Red backs and stuff in my shoes. I'm, I'm constantly spraying my child's toys down just after he leaves them for two days, just in case some spiders decide to make it his home. Really? It, it's just the way of life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's... even really, I wouldn't know any different. It's... Man, that's, what now, what was the spider called? Uh, so it's it's similar to a black. I think it's uh, a family of the black widow. It's just a red back, so it looks like them almost. We just call them red backs. So you call them black widows. Yeah, man. Yeah, this this family here, they moved in the house and in, in Arizona, and everybody's eating and stuff normal. But what they didn't know is that they're ugh, is creepy. There was a whole family of them widows underneath of their kitchen table as they were eating and everything. Oh, right, where their legs are. Yes. Ugh. And the black widow just looks so deceitful. You know, like glass. Those legs. That's yes. The legs. Ugh. We had one... Dude, to show you how how weird it is to have them here in Ohio, I remember being in school and it was in a newspaper that there was one found under a rock. You know, in, a, in someone's backyard garden so i mean that's the only thing we got that i live at that's uh you know just as dangerous as uh we call the the brown recluse spider oh yeah i've heard about them yeah now those are pretty oh those are pretty abundant i mean you really can't can't really can't tell if it's a there's a brown spider too like a normal just brown spider house spider but there's also brown recluse and there's been some big ones that I've seen, even where I live at now, um, mostly in the wintertime. They're like, they accidentally get caught out and try to walk around, which are really all slow, thank God. But, um, not charging it. Yeah, yeah. So I kill it, but there's been some, I've killed some pretty good sized ones um, for the most part. But other than that, the only thing I hate as a nuisance, it's just annoying, it's got to be wasps. I mean, just your common wasp, but just, I hate, I, I can't stand, bees are annoying. Do you get, nah. uh, like, paper wasps or anything like that? You know, the ones that <coughs> build those little nests right above your doorway? Yeah. No, yeah. With, that, with, with those, and, like I said, the, the, now, like, a honey, a traditional honeybee, you know, I respect that, bro. 
you know, you, you make you, you're doing life a good making honey. Understand. Now the wasps and yellow jackets. Forget that. Forget those. I kill them. I hate them. Yeah, I just they, yeah. It's almost like they go out of their way to sting you. It is. They're always just. It seems like they're always just so hostile. And and they make them. They make little nests like right before your doorway or something. You know, so they're so stupid. You know what I mean? Like, make it somewhere not so. I mean, with my old house, uh, and uh, my old house way more in the like rural than I am now. Me and Brittany was uh, power washing the house, you know, cleaning it up, and up top of the peak, man, was just the biggest wasp nest. And then on the other side of the peak was a big wasp nest. It was, long story short, I sprayed it. I actually did it with my shirt off because I didn't want nothing going on my shirt. Sprayed it, and I ran like a little schoolgirl. They always know where to go, though. They might. They, they, they do. They do dumb shit, but as soon as you spray them, as soon as you touch that nest, they know exactly where to go. <laughs> Guaranteed. They, they do, man. And then another one that I'm not really common with, um, but it's happened only one time to me is um, bumblebees, which pack a punch. But yeah, they get regular bees here. Well, these bumblebees are real fat, real fat. And what's weird is that they build their nest in the ground like a yellow jacket. And uh, I was cutting the ditch. And, you know, I see like a little mist right there. And I knew it was a pretty thick mist. So it wasn't no yellow jacket. I was like, oh, gosh. So it looks like a bumblebees. So I told my landlord at the time, and uh, he had a pretty funny saying for it. But I guess in the middle of the night, I looked out the window, and luckily I knew who it was. But it's like there's a figure outside in the ditch. I was like, what the? Because you know the old saying is bees are less likely to attack or be aggressive at night. You tell that about yeah, yeah, attacking. Yeah. <laughs> well, he ended up pouring gasoline inside the hole. And lighten it on fire. So what? Yeah, he said. He said I baptized those bees for you. <laughs> baptized. Yeah. Gave them the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! So they, well, they he, burrow in the ground. Yeah, they burrow like where it's kind of semi-soft, so it'd be kind of like right outside the edge of uh, the mossiness of like uh, you know the damp creek or um, yeah, just like yeah, ditch. Dirt. Yeah, and they'll make a. They'll make a hole in there and just mud on the outside. And that, that's my biggest fear. Here, I'm not afraid at all. Not, I, I cut the grass. That's why I cut the grass ritually, just because, you know, vibration, I mean, being in your way, you don't want to build there. But it's always scary, man, whenever you, when I cut that grass, you know, so if yeah. I haven't done in a while. We, do you get like uh, wolf spotters and stuff over there? We do not get, thank God, but no. <laughs> I got, I got wolf. I haven't got much grass at the moment just because how hot this summer's been. But uh, say if I was to walk outside right now, I could find out. I could find a hole that's hiding a little wolf spider right now. <laughs> yeah, we got this paddock across from my house, right? And um, I reckon if you had a decent torch, you could shine across there, and you could probably see the eyes of them just sitting in, sitting on the <sighs> ground, that's waiting. Oh, that yeah, that that gives me the the creeps the most. Just the glow in the eyes. Spiders with no glowing eyes. That apps, yeah, just adds it adds to their their unlikability with me. It's so it should. 
wolf spider, man. Those things are pretty good. Those are things are good size. Yeah, they're just sitting those holes. Like you can stick a hole, like a stick a stick down the hole, and they push it back out. And, and I know it sounds simple, but man, that that makes that's an instant threat to me. I'm like, I know I stuck the stick in your hole, but <laughs> that's you push uh, it out, and that's a threat. That's just yeah. Uh, I couldn't imagine wolf spiders, man. I don't know what I would do. Like, I mean, I would totally visit Australia, no doubt about it. But I just, I couldn't, I don't know if I could live it. Oh, before I go, you should um, you should definitely jump over the water, mate, and come visit. <laughs> oh, I know. I know, man. It's, and it, another, another thing is, I don't know if you guys got them or not. Um, it just shows my intelligence. But, uh, in Australia or in uh, like Arizona and places like that, but you know scorpions are common, very common, like in the house and stuff. And we get some I, basic scorpions, not nothing, nothing uh, like you would get. Get some wood scorpions, just little ones. That's that's if you think about it too. Those things are just ugly. I I rank those things right there as spiders, man. I mean, you got this thing hovering over your head. They're not appealing to look at. No, I mean, it's either going to get pinched. They're built for combat, dude, not, not for petting. Now, are now the little wood scorpions you're talking about, now, is it like a, if you got stung by one or, you know, attacked by one, would it be more like a bee sting or would you have to get, like, attention for it if it got uh, you? I think just the basic wood scorpion, you'd, you'd be in for a rough night, but I don't think anything more severe. Like hand turning purple and <laughs> eating your skin away, kind of thing. Yeah, I think I think you might get the sweats and you might be a bit sick, but I mean, nothing you probably need to go to the emergency room for. Yeah, are they pretty good size? Are they? Uh, like... They're not. They're not too thick. They're very. They're thin. I'm trying to think of a good um, good way to compare them. Probably about half the size of your thumb. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's... They've still got the, the little nippers on them. And yeah. the, the tail that can whip around and give you the sting. The tail, man. That's just... If it didn't arch so much, you know? Yeah, it, it just... it's. I mean, I've seen some pictures of the ones like in, you know, out west from where I'm at, you know, west coast-wise, and like the really big, like thick, hard-shell black ones and stuff. Yeah, see, I think if they didn't have the hard shell and they weren't so shiny, they might be a little more appealing uh, they, they look like they're built to, to hurt people yeah I mean it looks like it's got one objective which is just to like attack and destroy oh, man I wish I wish we were built like that eh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> come best to me with my hard shell I compare myself more toward a, a koala bear that's what I kind of compare myself to <laughs> fluffy and I hope you don't smell like one, man. They're pretty rough. Are they pretty bad? Oh, they, they, they stink, man. They're adorable. And it's worth powering through the stink. <laughs> Just because they, they, they hold on to you like a small like a small child. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Does yeah, people have those as pets? Or uh, no? I think not many people have them as pets. They, they just like to sit in the, the trees and eat the eucalyptus leaves, man. See, that's... That's another thing. You know, we have exhibits for koala bears. You know what I mean? Like, them See, things. 
I've seen more koala bears in the zoo than I have in the wild. Like you, you're coming from oh, like really? echidnas. Echidnas are a different story. And what is that? Like you could be walking. So you know, what have you got? Like a porcupine? Yeah. So it's sort of like that, but they got like the long snout-looking thing, and they. I've seen plenty of those just bopping around the wild, man. They just start digging as soon as you get close to them. And <laughs> as soon as you so much as look at them, they're just digging already. Very scared creature. <laughs> very timid creature. <laughs> very timid, man. And they're so adorable. Like, I just want to show them a bit of love. Oh, just let man. them know, you know, thank you for being around. <laughs> nah, straight to digging. Oh, man. I heard some uh, comedian the other day, and he was an Australian comedian. And he said, man, he said, everybody's got the wrong impressions. He said, like, I'm friends with all these kangaroos. He said, I don't know how y'all thought I grew up in Australia. He said, I, I didn't grow up where, like, all me and my, my friends would go to school and we'd pick out our, our big kangaroos and ride in the pouch. You I know, I, I wish I could fit in one. Looks like a good way to go around. <laughs> it's funny because we got a thing for the kid. Well, we don't have it no more. We had a thing for the kid, and it was called a mamaroo. And uh, it had a setting on there that's supposed to mimic, you know, a uh, mama kangaroo. I don't so know. Do? I did just the, like it automatically like, when it starts moving the baby certain ways and stuff. Yeah, right. I guess it's supposed to mimic. We're trying to learn some things from this. <laughs> to learn, how, learn how to raise our young in the same pattern. I I would imagine though it's kind of violent, you not not severely violent, but I'm sure they're probably that graceful if you're riding in a pouch of an animal that hops up and down. It'd be bumpy, man. Like, that'd be a good bump. That's what I would think, you know. But it it had a you know I said here's the kangaroo setting and it was all graceful like a swoosh back and forth and little little jolt but swoosh back and forth and I'm like I don't. I don't think it's that graceful, man. <laughs> I just feel like there's better ways to travel. If that were, if it was an option, I just feel like I would take my car. <laughs> <laughs> just take my, tell mom to come pick me up. If I was back in school, I'd just tell mom, come pick me up. I'm not taking my kangaroo today. <laughs> the, the kangaroo, yeah. The kangaroo like the motion sickness. <laughs> oh, shoot, time. man. Shoot. All right, well, we're getting into this this episode here, but it has been an amazing time. Ace, always good to talk to you. Always good, man, and get a little, um, you know, kind of more of a closer perspective of the wildfires and more first perspective, you know, what's going on versus just seeing pictures or hearing what's going on, you know, with media. Um, but it, you know, again, everybody listening. I'm going to post it on the uh, episode details, and it's going to include, um, you know, several links that you can donate um, for a greater cause and help out um, Australia in every way possible. And Ace made a good point. You know, every dollar counts. Everything counts, you know, toward the rebuilding and funding and and uh, everything associated with the wildfires. But um, also make sure you you follow. Um, loot news socially on 
on Twitter and Instagram, all ending in Loot News. Uh, search us up on Facebook groups as Loot News as well. And um, we always mention this, but it's always an ad-free podcast. Always will be. But if you ever feel inclined, always um, go to patreon.com forward slash Loot News as well. Just Loot News. Um, be a Patreon that way. But, you know, we already stated this in other episodes, but through the whole month of uh, January, any proceeds, you know, anything at all, that anybody because of Patreon or anything like that, all that month, you know, the following month of February, all that money be, you know, not donate toward the podcast in any way, but will be all go toward uh, Australia wildfires as well. So, but all righty. Well, everybody be safe. Have a good rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening. And remember to return back home the way you left it in one piece. <laughs>